Welcome to this week's Eccentric Minute, brought to you by Eccentric. This week's Eccentric Minute is one of the most slept-on exercises with the K-Box, and that is the K-Box Row. This exercise is going to tick a lot of boxes and really make you fight to hold your posture while working on your pulling power. For this, give yourself a little extra slack with the strap, not too much, but just enough to avoid the jarring action at the top. Give the wheel a good spin, sit your hips back, and fight to hold that position. Pinch your shoulder blades down and back, try to drive your elbows behind you, and keep fighting to not let that wheel pull you forward and make you lose your posture as you go through the exercise. This is an absolutely sensational, big bang for your buck exercise that you and your athletes, I'm sure, will love. I really hope you enjoyed this week's Eccentric Minute. Make sure you check them out at eccentric.com to find out everything you need about the K-Box and the K-Pulley. Being a strength and conditioning professional requires constant pursuit of better knowledge, better methods, and better means. But what if there was a place where strength and conditioning coaches could learn from some of the most innovative practitioners in the world, such as Jeff Moyer, Lachlan Wilmot, William Wayland, James the Thinker Smith, and Kirwenham Flat. Well, you could find multiple lectures from each of these top-level coaches and a few lectures and examples from yours truly as well, all in the Strength Coach Network. The Strength Coach Network is going to bring you well over a hundred different lectures from some of the top practitioners in the world to be your one-stop shop for your continuing education and professional development. So hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com slash today and get your 48-hour trial for only a dollar. That's strengthcoachnetwork.com slash CVASPS to get your 48-hour trial for only a dollar. I look forward to seeing you in the Strength Coach Network. Vince, thank you so much for spending the time with us today, man. Nice to meet you, Coach. How you doing? Glad doing, to be here. Man, I'm doing well, doing well. Glad doing to see you. Welcome to the league. First and foremost, got to uh, take the chance to say welcome to the A-10. Appreciate um, that. It's, it's crazy how, you know, we were just talking here off camera and it's like the, the connections that we have, because you're already in the A-10, spoiler yeah. alert uh, for those listening, but like, it's almost like your connections to the A-10 are, are deeper than mine and I've been in there for 16 years. But before we get going too far, Vince, like, let's let the half a human listening right now who may not know. Who is Vince Williams, and how'd you get up there to Rhode Island? Um, Vincent Williams is from PG County, Maryland. Um, the the as I say, the mecca of basketball. Um, you know, not a lot of people, and I'm sure people up and down the East Coast would like to disagree with that. But uh, from PG County, Maryland, uh, went to Oxford Carroll High School. Um, from Oxford Carroll, went to Towson University. Uh, when I finished at Towson. Got my start um, as an intern at GW um, under Ben Kenyon and under Matt Johnson. Um, when I went from there, um, just kind of took advantage of all of the great strength coaches we had in the DMV. You know, went over to the University of Maryland, uh, worked under Kyle Talk for two seasons, finished under Kyle in 2016. Um, got my first job as the director of basketball performance at Coppin State University. Uh, was there for about a year and a half, then just kept going up and down the DMV, went over to the Washington Wizards, uh, was director of player preparation. Um, I oversaw 
Uh, the Capital City Go-Go, um, the Washington Wizards G League affiliate, was there for two seasons. And then um, got presented with the opportunity to come up to Rhode Island and to take over as director of basketball performance. Um, here with Coach Cox and the great staff and uh, people that are here. So just finished um, in my fourth week. Yeah, in my fourth week now. I'm um, getting things rolling, and we're excited for the season. I'm excited to be back in the A-10. Yeah, man, I'm fired up to welcome you back and to have you back in the league. You know, it's it's a fun league. We've got some great coaches added in. Um, you know, obviously losing some of the guys we did, you know, like you getting to replace Chase Campbell, who obviously exactly. was a is a really good friend of mine. You know, there's, there's yes. I say this all the time when we talk to people, like I think people sleep on the A-10 when it comes to the strength coaches that we have because it's like yeah. you talk to people that, you know, it's like, oh, well, they went from this league to this league, and they went from this league to this league. But it seems more often than not, and I'm not peacocking here. So, like, if people are watch, aren't watching on YouTube and don't see the video, like, I'm not puffing my chest out saying this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying it just seems when people leave the A-10, yeah. they go to the league. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, let's, I mean let's, let's think about it. So, we got – let's start with Ben. Start with Ben Kenyon. Ben Kenyon. So we go Ben Kenyon to Portland. Yep. Of the strength coaches I'm aware of, you have Chase Campbell going to Orlando. Orlando Magic. I'm sure Matt Johnson has had opportunities before he took over at Butler mm -hmm. um, to join the league. So and then Ed that's Street right there. Yep. And then Ed, Ed Street at Dayton from Dayton to the Lakers. Yeah. Yep. And it's like. So, yeah, it's, it's a pipeline. <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy. Pipeline. <laughs> and it's, it's good ball with good teams and good, good universities that, you know, they do things the right way. And I think that, you know, what we were talking about before we got into this is the opportunity that presents itself for you. And I think that this is going to be a cool chat. So, so what is it that's got you fired up right now moving up to Kingston? I'm looking – so when – when I was presented with the opportunity, I, I do what I normally do. I take a look at the roster. And after I take a look at our roster, I look at all of the rosters in the A-team. Obviously, coming from the G League, with all of the players and the scout reports that we have, you, you take notice of certain schools. So you, you see St. Louis. You see Rhode Island on G League scout reports. You see... Richmond, you see the Dayton's. So you see all these A-10 schools up and down, up and down the scout reports throughout the G League. I take a look at our roster. Um, for me, it was an opportunity where we have a point guard who was first team all conference, and he's looking to go. So that he's looking to take the next step. So for me, I said, okay, how can I enhance what he's doing? Then we look at you know, obviously we have up and down our roster. We have guys with pro potential. And it's okay, how can I take what I've experienced and what, and what I have and my knowledge and how can I impart it upon these guys to help them accomplish what they want to accomplish um, and take care of their families and have the careers that they can have. So for me, when I look up and down the roster, that's all I saw. It was just opportunity after opportunity to help these guys out and then getting the keys from Coach Cox, you know, he, he's given me total autonomy, autonomy and said, hey, like, this is your ship, you know, down in the weight room or whatever else you want to do, you know, it's on you. You know, I'm not, he's not, he's, he's not a, he's not a micromanager. 
you know, he's given me full reign, you know. So we, again, we're in week four. You know, the guys are starting to get a, get a, a feel for me and I'm starting to get a feel for them. You know, we're looking to hit the ground running. I love that, man. And I think that that's pretty neat to hear that, you know, you can see, you know, those teams throughout the G League, you know, and it's mm-hmm. – I think that people – again, like, it's a league yeah. that I don't know if people really understand yeah. night in, night out, <laughs> the quality of it. And uh, yeah. it's, it's, yeah. it's fun. And it's, it's, yeah. it's good ball with a lot of good people. And I, I, I probably say that too much that, like, to the point that people think I'm getting a check out of it or something. But, <laughs> you know, it, it really is. Like, we've got some good – cats that work in this league man that like for the most part like like pre-game warm-ups is almost like a family reunion it's not like exactly. uh exactly. it's not like the the typical how we would maybe say the, the football standoff but when you yeah. get into this situation right when you're replacing you know a coach mm-hmm. How does a coach that came, again, with a professional background, right? Yeah, I mean, chased sure. with the WNBA, but still a, a sure. professional background. Sure. How, how does that help when it comes to getting in with the guys? And how does your lessons learned from your time with the, with the G League uh, really help drive what you're doing and how you're looking to move forward in this, this season that could be a little bit trippy? Yeah, yeah. So. Obviously, one, the guys coming into it, I knew the guys had a great foundation with Chase, right? So, like, I didn't have to worry about, you know, you know, the work ethic, you know, all of the, all of like, the, for me, the non-negotiables, right? Like, when they come in, they already know how to train, right? So, like, if we, if I, I'm not, I'm not doing, I'm not doing a whole lot of teaching, you know, what's one of the things I thank Chase for. Um, so like we know that part's taken care of. Coming into a situation where, like you said, it's, it's going to be an up and down year, you know, just because of the pandemic that we have going on. Um, if you know anything about G League basketball, it's very up and down, right? So you have you have your ten roster guys. Just to give a quick synopsis of the G, you have your ten roster G League players, and then whatever NBA team you're affiliated with, you have your two ways and you have either first round or second round picks that might be on assignment. So at any time, you can have up to four to six guys from the NBA team, also your 10 G League guys. So the same way that our G League team works, the teams that you're playing operate the same way. So you can go to a scout report, you like coaches meeting, you know, before a scout or before I'm a walkthrough in the morning, and the roster looks one way. And then by the time you get the game time, they might have three people added to their roster, right? Just because of, you know, the NBA teams back home in that city, but they're not playing, but they still want the players to develop. So they send them down. To, there's a G League game with their affiliated team. So they send them down. So now, whatever you're going into as far as programming, as far as monitoring guys' minutes, all of that changes because the same way it might be for you. If you you might be on the road, you might get a player, you know, from the NBA team. He gets flown in to play that night, you know. So you're projecting out what you're going to do with guys in the weight room, how to monitor guys' minutes. So a guy 
who is your, you know, fifth G League guy, he gets affected by those assignments and those two ways coming down. Um, his minutes get affected. So he might go from playing, you know, 15, 20 minutes a game. He might get eight, six minutes, you know. So, like, now what do you do with him, you know, throughout the week? You know, like, how do you get him ready for the next game? You know, is it – do you push? Do you pull back? You know, you got to kind of figure – all of these different things out and it's constantly changing, you know, day to day, week to week, you know, so that's kind of what I'm looking forward to being able to use that experience coming into this season. You know, we right out the jump, we have four games in five days, you know, we play a back to back, we're off, we play another back to back. And that's kind of from what I get the gist of, that's kind of how the season's going to go because we're trying to condense these games in. So just being able to draw on that experience um, into the, to the season that's upcoming. Totally non-training related. Yeah. That's got to be awful for those kids, man. For those guys. Yeah. Not not like our kids. Like, the, we're yeah, different no, to work you. with. When we're yeah. playing a two and then a, like, you know, we're playing like three and five or something like that in Lexington yeah. to start out or something. Yeah. Like, all that, like, uh, be big boys. We'll figure it out. Like, let's go. Yeah. You, yeah. you got to hoop. You got to hoop. Exactly. But when you're setting up and you're fighting for your dream and you have someone who just randomly shows up and puts you to the bottom of the, the totem pole, yeah, like that's got to be debilitating. Like that's yeah. got to like, like break people like almost like psychologically. How are it? It's like, and then – we're supposed to train them on top of that? Like, yeah, that's, man, like, oof. I don't know how else to say it other than oof, you know? I'm going to give him a shout out. Michael Cobbins helped me with this. He was, he was our starting center. He was our starting center. And great dude. Great dude. Played at Oklahoma State. Great guy. So we were in a stretch in our Julie season. He was our starting center. He was our starting center. Things happened with the with our with the Wizards on the with the Wizards roster, where we have two bigs come down, and because when bigs come down for the NBA team, they need to play a certain amount of minutes, so that's going to squeeze someone else's minutes. So it's one thing usually to get one person that plays your position, and you know your minutes are going to be squeezed. You're getting two come down. So you're really – basically, he didn't play. He didn't play. For that, for that particular game, he didn't play. But handled it like a complete pro, right? Still cheering his teammates on. Like, was just, like, just super positive. He could have easily sulked, hey, I'm a starter. I've been starting all season. We're almost – at this point, we're, like, 20, 25 games in. He had every he had every right to just completely sulk on the bench, you know, not be interested in what's going on, give up on us, ask for a trade, whatever. But it was the exact opposite. It was the exact opposite. Next day he came in, hey Vince, you know, what we got, you know, what's you know, what's what you know, what we got, what we doing? We did okay, whatever. Like he helped me because I'm I'm coming into the next training session like feeling bad for him. Like, oh my gosh, I got Mike, I got Mike this morning. You know, he's probably not going to be in a great mood, you know, yada, yada. And he helped me out because I'm feeling bad for him, like you said. 
but at the same time, he helped me out. Like, you know, just being a complete professional saying, Hey, you know, this is, this is, this is the, this is the league, you know, this is the league. This, this is what happens, you know? So he, you know, big shout out to Mike Collins. So with that, mm -hmm. I guess that it comes to two questions. Well, more of a statement than a question. You would think that that professionalism in this day and age would be very rare. Mm -hmm. No offense to young people, but they typically don't take those sort of things great nowadays. For sure. And two, where do you think lessons like that are going to help you moving forward with the guys up there in URI? I think for me, it's being able, and we, and being able to take that situation and then let them know that that was one situation, but here's how Mike finished this season, right? Like, like even like just just in life in general. Again, not really talking training, just life in general. You are there are going to be bumps in the road that are going to happen like things that are completely out of your control, how do you respond to it, right? You know, Mike, you know, he might, I mean, I'm assuming he's probably going to go overseas, you know, this upcoming season. And the thing about it is no one in our organization is going to have a bad word to say. Like we were just talking before we started recording about all of the connections, like how basketball is so intertwined. Like everybody knows everybody, right? One phone call, they're usually either one or two people removed from finding out about somebody, right? I had to, I went through my vetting process. I'm sure you went through your vetting process for your position. It's the same thing for players, right? So whatever you're always, whatever the, whatever the next chapter in the journey is for you, you can't let that one situation just kind of spiral out of control. And then, you know, cause people are going to call, people are going to ask, hey, how did he handle X, Y, Z? You know, how did, you know, how does he handle adversity? You know, how do, how does, and you can say, well, guess what? When, you know, X, Y, Z happened, this is how he handled it, right? That's how, that's how you build, you know, your, that's how you build your career, you know, in this industry, in this business. It's not about, yes, the stats, you know, the stats, you know, they come along with it. But a lot of times, you know, the thing I've learned from front offices Front offices don't want to have 15 head cases, right? You want to have a solid five that you can, you don't have to worry about a thing, right? You don't, you know, they're going to be at practice on time. You, you know what it is when you're getting a guy, right? Another five, you know, okay, you know, it might be somewhere in between. But if you can be one of those guys that they don't have to worry about, that's automatically going to put you ahead of pack. It's so funny how you said it like that. And I think that, um, on top of that, if you're going to be one of those people that they have to worry about, mm -hmm. uh, to quote one of my players who we were talking about earlier today, uh, we had a kid who made a couple mistakes. He's like, for all this, this dude better be Shaq plus Giannis. <laughs> it's kind of like, <laughs> you know that kind of stupid funny video that was like the crazy yeah. hot matrix that yeah. that guy did? Like, yeah. you better be LeBron, exactly. if you're exactly. going to be the problem. Exactly. <laughs> and that's exactly. even more for, like, for what we do, unfortunately. Yeah. 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 Yeah, like, you, 
I always say, for me in this field, I want to be able to do my job. I want to be able to feed my family, and then I'm going home. Like I'm not, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a to me I'm a very simple guy. You know, I keep a small circle of friends. I want to be able to come in, do my job at a high level. You know, um, give the guys the best the best brand of training that I think you know will affect and impact their games and help them to have long, healthy careers. I want to be able to provide for my wife and my family. And then after that, you know, everything else, you know, I don't really, I don't really, you know, worry about all of that. And I think that's one of the things, you know, that's helped me get this far is that, you know, one of the things that I'm proud of is that no matter, you know, who, when I was getting vetted, no matter who they called, it was the same story. You know, whether you call somebody that I worked with five years ago, whether you call the person that I worked with just last year, it was always the same story. He's great. He's professional. The players love him. The players trust him. You're not going to have to worry about him. And, you know, he's going to show up every day. He's going to do his job. You know, that's, to me, that's what, that's what I want the, that's what I want the story to be on Vincent Williams. I'll tell you, man, I think that there's a lot of power to that statement that, you know, I want to be able to do my job, feed my family, and then go home. Yeah. I think that all too often people do the job to try to feed their family, but they don't do the third one. Mm-hmm. Very true. Very true. Yeah, I, uh, to me, that comes from how I was raised. Um, just being, I'm, I'm a church boy. You know, I was born and raised in church. And just having that grounding of service, right? Like, like, like you're you're no better than any other person. And I think, you know, this this is me. I like to get on the soapbox, but a lot of strength coaches have kind of developed this ego, where it becomes all about them. And it's like at the, like if I wasn't a strength coach, I would still be doing something where I was serving someone else. Right? It just so happened that there was the perfect meshing with a strength coach. This role was kind of just what messed with me as a person, right? So, you know, just like not having an ego and, you know, just, just always being about trying to just better someone else, you know, at the, at the core of the job, that's what the job is. And I think anytime where, you know, younger strip coaches have reached out to me and I kind of, I kind of, I, I kind of want to see if they have that. You know, because I don't, my time is precious. You know, am I mentoring someone who I think is going to be, has, will have longevity in his career, or are they kind of end it for themselves? You know, that's kind of something you have to gauge, you know, that I know I gauge when I talk to, I'm talking about younger strength coaches. I'm only 31, but uh, I was talking to BK. Uh, he he kind of, he's like, no, like you, you, you are where guys want to be now. Like, and I, it's kind of funny because I just feel like, I was just an intern, like, not too long ago, you know, but being in this spot now, he's like, no, he was like, no, you're right. Like, people want to be where you are. People are seeing what you're doing. And they want to know how to get there, you know. So when I talk to, you know, younger shrimp coaches, that's kind of something I want to gauge. Like, why Why are you in this? You know, why Why? Why are you Why are you contacting me? Why do you want to get into, into this profession? Because as we've seen, you know, it's a, there's an array of different strength coaches and like at the core to me, you know, this, this job is about service. You know, and I think that that's a really awesome thing to tie in there too, going all the way back to like what you were saying about how 
you know, the coaches that you worked with in 2013, 15, 17, 19 are all going to say the same things about Vincent Williams. Yeah. But now all of a sudden, because Vincent Williams is at the University of Rhode Island, people think that he's a different coach than he was <laughs> exactly. when he was in, you know, exactly. down at Foggy Bottom eight years ago. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, like I said, I, I still think of myself as an intern. I still rack weights. I still clean. <laughs> I still clean the weights. I still clean up, you know, after my own lifts. And I told, I was having this conversation with Brandy. We were talking about Brandy Walker. I said, I don't feel like I've made it until I have an intern. Like, I, I know, you know, guys at the Power Five School, the Power Five level, you know, I remember I was at Maryland. I was one of three, you know, with three interns. You know, I still had that mindset, you know, yeah, you know, I've stepped into, I've worked in professional ranks. I've worked in, you know, now having a quote unquote big time job, but I, my mindset is still, of the guy back in Foggy Bottom, at the guy, you know, I was working at the University of Maryland. I think that's kind of what's helped propel me is that I haven't, you know, as Coach Cox was saying, I haven't taken myself too serious. You know, I don't think too highly of myself to think that someone else couldn't come in this role and do a better job, you know, than me. You know, I don't, I don't think so highly of myself to think that, oh, you know, I'm the savior of the program. No, I'm humble, you know, that they would, they would extend the offer the media come join them. You know, that's the thing you just kind of have to keep that at the forefront of your mind. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I think that in order to be a great mentor, mm -hmm. you still have to keep that thought process of yeah. I'm still a mentee. Yeah. And you have to continue to move forward because yeah. and it's really easy, especially as you get older, trust me, as, <laughs> as the older, yeah. um, to get stuck in a rut, stuck in your ways, and yeah. turn into an old curmudgeon, gray-haired <laughs> strength coach. But uh -huh. the more you can keep that mentee mentality, the better you can be for, for everybody, not just the guys, but, like, for the sure. people underneath you. For sure, for sure, yeah. No, that's one of the things – that's one of the things I love, you know, about Ben and about Matt Johnson, about Brandy, about Kyle. You know, it's always – you know, it's either a phone call or a text message. And they're never, you know, they're never too far away. Oh, you know, I'll, I'll call you back. I have, you know, whatever else going on. It's like, no, like, yeah, what do you need? You know, what? You know, they make time, you know, for me. You know, I know I don't, you know, I have families. They have other obligations. They have other things going on. But, you know, it's never, it's never nothing for them, you know, to find 30 minutes of their time. You know, for a phone call or if it's a quick text message, hey, you know, what are you doing for X, Y, Z? Oh, you know, here, take take this number, call this person, you know, do this. You know, that's something, you know, I, you know I'm extremely fortunate you know, and grateful for. Yeah, and I think that, you know, what the more that you sit there and you look at it, like, people like to have these fake fights at times and, like, mm -hmm kind of slap box on the internet about some of this stuff but really there is a lot of like really good people that like at the end of the day are the ones that are going to end out being the ones that rise to the top because yeah. they're the yeah. people that yeah. even if it is a yo with the guys I'll hit you back in 15 yeah. like there, there's people that no matter what like you know, like you brought up BK a couple times. Like, yeah. it it isn't 
a monthly thing that I got to reach out to my man and I got to make yeah. sure he's doing, he's doing yeah. good because so, one, he's a good friend. Yeah. He's a great colleague. He's a great mentor. Yeah. But two, you know, you, you talk to this man and you're going to be gassed up at the end of it. Yeah. You know, no, for sure. <laughs> and, yeah. and whether you like it or not, when you exactly. talk to when you talk exactly. to Ben, exactly. you're going to get saying the truth. Exactly. You're not going to sit here and like do the sugar coated kind of BS that we all do with each other. Exactly. It's going to, I don't know how he does it. Yeah. Like, I don't know what magic he pulls through the phone <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it's 5G, you know, like they yeah. say that. All weird. <laughs> but like, yeah. he can pull like those real answers out of people and. Yeah. The world needs more coaches like that, man. So yeah, sure. kudos sure. and more power to you for being being so forthright and upcoming with all that. Yeah, no, yeah, no. He we've had we've had a couple talks. And you when you get off the phone, you're kinda like, did you just say that to me? You know, like, but you always go back for more. Like it's weird. You know, <laughs> like a lot of people, you know, he would say stuff to you and it's just like, I'm never calling him back. You know, but you it's 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 exactly like he just he's like uh he's a strength coach whisperer like he can go right there you know he can go right there with you meet you right where you're at and when you come out of it you kind of uh you know but when you're done and you kind of reflect on what he's saying it's like yeah no nah, he's right like he's completely right you know so yeah. I think that that's important. I think that that's kind of one of the the things that I'm trying to strive to be more of and better at is being, I think that what I would call that is um, a person that you have note-taking conversations with. Mm-hmm. Meaning that like you talk with them and then after the conversation, you write something down and you're like, I better remember this. Yeah. Like, because this is how I'm going to be better. Yeah. And it's, it's, I think too, going all the way back with the yeah. lessons that you've taken with you and the steps along the way and how you're able to, you were able to observe some of these really, really yeah. fascinating stories yeah. with the go, you know, like that's a spot where you're, you're ready to be in and you're going to be yeah. part of there. And that's pretty rad, dude. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Like I just, just going back to, I just want to mention this to like when you were talking about um, strength coaches that you talk to and you have to take notes. You know, one of the things for me early on, you know, early on in the year, again, I've all of my, all of my positions and all of the internships are right in the DMV. Like I'm DMV born and raised. I love the DMV, love it, love Prince George County to death. And one of the things, that BK and then one of the things I also got an opportunity to talk to Todd Wright. And when I talked to him, he said, you know, I was kind of I was kind of saying, well, you know, like I'm trying to stay, I want to stay around PG County. And he's kind of like, hey, like we're a coach, like you're a coach, you have to move around. And like this is my first time outside of PG County. Right. And so when he said that, when this opportunity came up, it's something I automatically went back to. And I was like, and, that, and from the time he said that up until 
when I got the job here, I was kind of just kind of working on myself. Like, like, yeah, you're going to have to leave. You're going to have to leave. Like, you've maxed out here. Like, you're going to have to leave. You're going to have to leave. And then kind of bringing it forward to, like you were saying, you know, being, seeing what I've seen and bringing it here, like, now I see why. Like, I, like, I see, like, like what I've seen, you know, being here, you know, going on a month now, like, I see exactly why. I'm here, like I could have been married to being in the P in the in the DMV and being in PG County, you know, but I see I see now, I see exactly why, you know, I'm here. I love it, dude. I really do. And I think that, you know, having those people there that are able to help you kind of move forward and build those things, I think that that's really important. And uh, you know, I think that the continued growth mindset, we would both agree. Yeah. It is one that is, is, I mean, I don't even know if there's a word to, to quantify how important it is, but, you know, Vince, this has been a great 30 minutes, man. Before we get going out of here, man, where can people see more of what you're doing, keep in touch, follow you, all those things? I am on Instagram. Instagram, I am, what's my handle? Vincent Williams CSCS on Instagram. Um, on Twitter, I am at VD. Williams CSCS. I'm sorry for the two separate handles. I got to work on my social media game, but um, those two handles. And then um, if ever you want to just you know reach out, send me an email. Um, you can email me at WilliamsCSCS at gmail.com. Love to hear from people. Love to get feedback. Um, offer any kind of advice that I can offer. Vincent, I love it, man. Again, coach. welcome to the league, buddy. Looking forward to catch up at center court for really sure. soon, man. And, for sure. for sure. uh, and brother, thank you so much for your time. Appreciate you, man. Thank Cheers. You. Thank you, coach. Thank you so much. Yeah, man. We'll be in touch real soon, buddy. Absolutely. All right, man.